back in, back, going back in time. I can't, only I can't see. I'm gonna pump this up just a bit without getting all that noise from the. We are inside today. In. Inside. All right. Not the game. We're not inside. Inside. That would be bad. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Trust me. I said that Actually, a lot you today. do. You saw it. What? It's the game with the the little boy, and he's running across the screen, and you have kind of puzzles to have to go through, but it's just kind of like dark and. It, it's almost like you're seeing him in silhouette all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw that. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a thing, back in the day. In the tree, right? There was like a swingy thing, and there was a tree. There's a tree. A big one. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I remember tree. it. Tree. I mean, there could have been lots of trees. There was like one specific one where you had to like. <laughs> swing from a bridge to this tree and then if he didn't get on the, the tree then he died alright so I don't know did I make a list I don't know if I made a list I think I started a list at but some I've point got, I've now got a subbing list oh dear oh yeah so some of that stuff can definitely be because I started Oh, I do. I started subbing, and we didn't podcast last week, so I didn't get a chance to talk about it at all. So there is that. Um, let's see. I've got lots of things on a list for last week and a little bit for this week, and then I have all the subbing notes. All right. I think there's at least ten things on my subbing notes thing. Oh, boy. And then there was yesterday. What was yesterday? Yesterday was Saturday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yesterday there were events that are going to lead to consequences and repercussions down in the Skiggy Man land. So, there have been, and it's still going. Oh, I've been, sure. I've been, I've been talking to people all morning, and it's, uh, we'll get to it. All right. We'll get to it. All right, so... First thing on my list was, uh, well, uh, you got to say the thing because the boy ain't here. Oh, roll the intro. There you go. All right. Um. So, like I said, back to subbing. Um, like I said before, the last uh, 10 years was just a, an evil dream. And, um, like I said, I have thoughts about what I've been seeing. Um, I've been in one school so far, basically the whole time, for all of last week and two days the week before. And, I don't get it. Um, I get that kids were off essentially last year, like they weren't in the buildings, yeah, yeah. and but they're not 
I don't know if you can call this education anymore. What is it? Just sit on your cell phone, have a, a Chromebook, and you do work in a, on your Chromebook, and that's pretty much it. Oh dear. Um, because they're using a thing here in Grand Rapids Public, I think they're they're using it. It's called Schoology. I want to call it Schoology, but uh, Schoology is a platform for sharing resources and bringing stuff in and making things for students to do and all that kind of stuff. And I, I'm not against the use of technology like that, huh. but I, I, I don't understand making a lesson that is 30 minutes long with an activity that's maybe 15 minutes long and two hour classes. And it's like, I, somebody is not getting what they need with that type of scenario. Well, I looked it up, I just looked it up because I'd never heard of it before. And it says in the app store, like when I did the Google, it gives you the link to go to the app store. But the description says... Schoology itself is a poorly designed system that attempts to turn what ought to be a project management system into a friendly Facebook-like interface. This must be a review by someone. I would think. Sounds like a review. But it looks like it's the description of the app when you go to the Googles. Oh my. I don't, like I said, I I don't, I'm not really faulting Schoology itself. I, I don't really, I've never really seen it. Um, and to me, it really doesn't matter which platform you use. Right. Basically, teachers have to make assignments, and students have to do them, and teachers have to be able to um, have something that is going to spur on their inquisitive nature to want to know more about a thing, whatever yeah. they happen to be doing at the moment. And it... it I'm, I, I've been in classrooms now where the main teacher is in the room. They, like, just wanted yeah. another body in there. And I'd say most of the students aren't even listening. It's like China? Like, no. They're literally wearing um, ear pods. You know, I They're not that, listening at all. When I was working at the other child development center, the young people were wearing their headphones, like their earbuds, all their... Earpods, whatever, all day long. They never take them out Did of. I say earpods. I said airpods. I said earpods. Oh. I think I meant airpods. But they don't take them out. They keep them in all day, and so you never know if they're on or not. Like oh, they're on. I'm sure they're listening to things, right? So last week, one of my employees had her earpods in a couple of times when I went to the the classroom. Now, when I worked for the other center, I complained that the management didn't say anything to this these girls. I'm the management now, so I was like, put them away. You cannot have them in. Don't let me see them again. Next day, she had them out again. She's like, but the kids are asleep. And I said, it is against the law. You can't have them in your ears. So I told her if it happens again, I have to write her up because she's breaking the rules. But why don't the teachers make these children take these things out of their ears? I, I, they shouldn't even be allowed in school. Okay. There's a couple things here. One, the kids are wearing hoods. 
that we right. weren't allowed to wear so, hoods so in there, a classroom. So therein lies one part of the problem. So the in some cases, teachers may not even see that they're wearing air AirPods. Um, then there are some activities where they want them to use headphones mm-hmm. to watch a video or do a thing on their Chromebook. But what I've been told is they have a hard time connecting their AirPods, AirPods. to their Chromebook. Yeah. That being the case, then why do you need the AirPods? Right. If they you can't, all just have a wired pair of headphones. But then also, why do you need a projector in the classroom? What? They have a projector and they're wanting them to watch it individually? Well, of course they are. They all have Chromebooks. Every single student has a Chromebook. So if every single student has a Chromebook and they have their own way to listen to the whatever the thing is, if there is something to listen to, um, then why do I need a projector? Why do I need a document reader? to project that image onto it. Why do I need any of that stuff? It's all in their thing. Um, it's like, it's like, uh, uh, it's like overkill. It's like they the technology was not in an urban environment for so long. Yeah. Now there's money to put the stuff in the urban environment, but now it's like everybody's got a Chromebook, ear pods, or iPod, Air. air pods, um, AirPods will now be known as EarPods. Um, So AirPods, Chromebooks, and a smartphone. Whereas before, you might not have the smartphone or or the Chromebook. And now it was, how do we get them to have these things so that they can do the work that we're... We want to be able yeah. to do. Now it's not there. It's not about not having technology. Now it's at least at this one school. Now it's about trying to get them off of it. Trying to get them off of TikTok. Trying to get them off of. Why don't they block those things in the building? Because they're on their phones. Oh, and they're on cell cellular service and not Wi-Fi. Exactly. So you can't do anything about it. They're, they're it's their it's their personal phone, and that's why I said. Why don't you just force to the the issue? No phones in school. Yeah. Or you have to turn the phone in when you come into the building. You can't have it out at all. You don't need it now because you've got the Chromebook sitting in front of you. Right. And even if you wanted to send a message to another person, you can still do that with a Chromebook. You can have your WhatsApp open on the... That's what I'm saying. You can still do those things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I, I... Now I think... Technology is hindering education when it comes to cell phones because now they're. I mean, I literally watch people put the phone on TikTok and it just is running, and then the phone is sitting there, and the child may or may not even be looking at it, but it's just going. And it's just like, why? Why is this necessary? Like, why? Why is this something you need to do? I mean, you can do this at home. And then they, do they don't they don't do any of the work assigned to them in school. So then then the teacher is saying, okay, then you have to do it for homework. But then most of the students have told me they don't do any of the homework. And then the teacher has to extend the time for the student to get their work in. 
It's like, uh-uh. I wouldn't extend nothing. You, you're you going to take that F. Yeah. Because oh, you yeah. had plenty of time. Because Two hours to do a 30-minute assignment? See, and this, I was just talking to your mom upstairs about this, that the, they, these children aren't being taught boundaries and consequences. No, not at all. And it's going to end up hurting them as adults because they well, aren't getting the boundaries maybe. and the consequences. <laughs> Maybe. See, we're we're we are trying to force a an old way of education on a new student who's going to have a different world to live in that we can't even envision yet. Okay. Well I'm that's not, what I'm saying. So they may not I'm because, not necessarily trying to force them to do an old way, but there has to be boundaries. You can't sit and in social media all during class. What do you it, mean? Some of these people are, you just said people are doing it at work. Exactly. Well, so then maybe you can. And in the next 10 years when these kids are, are in the workforce, maybe they will. Mm-hmm. You see, where that could be the actual problem, that's going to probably be a problem. Yeah. Because productivity may go down. Yep. And if productivity goes down, and wages stay down. Why would anybody work? We're having a hard time getting people now. Exactly. You see what I mean? We're. we're I agree that uh, rigor in lessons and lesson planning and uh, results in testing should be, or at least the expectation should be higher. Um, I do think that you know students should not be allowed to f- to get C's and D's and then just get moved on to the next level. Um, there should be a a higher standard set. Well, they can get moved down with a C, but a D and an E is... Yeah, is but maybe not. Uh, there are some schools that, that a, a, a 2.0 is not good enough for you to remain in that school. Right. And, it, well, those are the schools where the kids go on and they get really good jobs and they go to nice universities and blah 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 mm-hmm. I'm sorry but if you drop that if you don't like you know like when you were playing sports in high school yeah, and you, have to maintain you had to maintain a, a certain GPA why is it higher for them than it is for everybody else I don't know right it shouldn't be if if you have to maintain a B average for example I don't for know because it really it, well, I don't think that was, it was that way for us I it don't was think, for us I don't think it was a B but anyway, let's say whatever your standard at your school is, everybody should have to meet that standard. Yeah. Or remediation then takes over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and you have to take extra classes and you have to do extra stuff and you have to do extra work. And no, you don't get to just go home yeah. and do nothing. You know, and that's where the rigor comes in. It's like, oh, uh, okay, you didn't, you didn't get it. You didn't do well on that test. Now you've got to study, do more work, and take that test again. Yeah. And that might be after school. Too bad, so sad. You're riding, you're riding public buses anyway. Right. So, okay. You know, I, I guess I, I somehow, some way, the pendulum's got to swing back to rigor. We we tried freedom, but freedom is is creating more of a divide between those that those affluent 
uh, schools and students and everybody else. Yeah. And I, it's starting at preschool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're in one of those preschools. I, I am absolutely in one of those preschools. Um, I saw a parent ask this week in um, a family of colors group that I'm in. And the mom wanted to know she's not an American, but her family's being transferred here. And she wanted to know how um, black families dealt with raising free black children and allowing them to do basically whatever they want and, you know. And the moms came back and said, in this country, that's not an option. Which country? In the United States. Oh, okay. Black children are not allowed to act that way. Uh, And I, I I, as I'm reading, reading it, I'm thinking of the children that specifically one child that's in our center and he's being raised with zero boundaries and he is allowed by his parents yeah but his parents aren't black though nope his parents are white well that matters that's kind of what that person is saying they're not talking about white folks raising black kids right they're talking about black, black kids folks raising black kids raised, yeah and and I'm sitting here and I didn't I didn't comment I'm just reading along what they're saying but all of these moms are saying, and a couple of the dads were saying, you know, it's just not safe for our children to be able to do that in this country still. After all these years, we can't, they aren't, they aren't given the same consequences. They aren't given the same ramifications for even or the lack, smallest things. Or lack of consequences. Right. I know, but that... What for someone to even make that statement? They they've already essentially identified themselves as middle class thinking. Sure. Well, that's not the students that we're talking about, though. No, but this was a parent asking. You know, how, I'm gonna bring my my black children, and you know, how do I? What do I have to change to get when I get there? How are my children gonna be affected by your culture? Oh, they're gonna. You know, they're either going to absorb it and become a part of it, or they're going to sit outside of it and essentially be alone. Like our children are. Yes and no. Um, because uh, I don't, I don't think anyone wants their children to associate themselves with the bad kid, whoever the bad kid is right. in, your, in your community. Nobody wants that. Right. And usually parents will find creative ways to steer their children away from the bad influences yeah. if they can. Yep. Um, so basically you, it's on you. Mm-hmm. It's on you as the parent. Right. You know, um, I had a student, and, and I keep saying this, and maybe somebody will hear it. You know, you're one bad, you're one bad decision away from prison. You're one bad decision. It's just one moment in your life yep. that you could, and it's not, it's not a, it's not a left turn or right turn type thing. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just when you're just sitting there and something pops in your head and you can't say, yeah, I'm not going to do that. That's a bad idea. Right. Yeah. Like to know that that picking up the table in the middle of class, that might not be a great idea. 
Right. And then once it gets over your head and you start falling backwards and the table's about to hit many people, maybe you should have never done But see, now it's too late because right. once you've dropped it on someone and broken someone's arm or do, done something, now it starts, you start down a road yeah. of, of serious consequences that are going to affect everybody in the classroom. It's going to affect everybody in the school. New rules are going to get made. Mm-hmm. The teachers are going to get fired. There's going to be this, all of these ramifications from your that one moment when maybe I don't pick up the table. Right. You know. And it won't be, you know, oh, the, this student was such a nice person. No. You've now dropped a table on another child. Right. You know, it's like, no, you don't, you're not going to be able to just walk away from that. And I, I, I said it so much during one class, trying to get them to understand your back and forth posturing Mm -hmm. that a lot of black kids do, uh, because they want to save face and seem tough and all this other stuff in academia. It's like... I'm sorry, but academia ain't the place. You want to be tough? Be tough in the streets. But you don't need to be tough at school. Right. You know? Especially since none of you recognize that you're even at odds with each other. Like, you don't even realize that you are competing against each other. Mm -hmm. You know? You should be competing on that homework. Right. Because the, the A or the B or the C or the D means something. Yep. You know? That's where you should be putting your time and energy because when you guys are, you know, all of you are applying to the same damn schools, some get in and some will not, you know, right. you're competing against each other. And it's like, people don't want to talk about it in those terms, but it's true, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not just competing against your students at your school. You're competing the against everybody students. that is, that is coming out, you know, in that year, and then everybody in the country that applied to that school, and then the international students. Yep. You know, it's like, uh, I'm sorry, but they only have so many spots, and you're not guaranteed any of them. Right. You know. Um, but they've got, I, I kept I kept saying it, I kept saying you're one one bad decision away. You're, you're sitting there jabbing John at each other, and it's funny in the moment, and you're you're doing this, but as soon as one of you says, you know, you know, I'll hit you, and the other one says, do it, and then they get hit, and now you're going coming to blows, and now you've got a guy and a girl, and now they're fighting in the middle of class because they couldn't, you know, lose face with all the other people around, and they had to, yeah. Now now you're going down a road that now the expulsions are going to happen and parents are going to get called and now you're going to have to have meetings and all of this other stuff yeah. because all you had to do was the work being that you were asked to do in that class. You did not have to do anything. You didn't even have to have a conversation. You, that All of that could have waited until after class. Yep. It's, it's just like trying to teach that to people who don't have that as their baseline for like at home. Yeah. See, when I was in school, when probably when you were in school, that was not, it was not a thing you did. Like, when you were in class, I know when I was there, it was, it was, you were essentially quiet. You didn't yeah, really yeah. talk to anybody. Nope. 
in class. So well, before especially class, not the teacher was in the room. Exactly. So before class, you you know you mess with your friends, you talk to your friends, whatever. As soon as the teacher you know either came in, closed the door, whatever. Then it was like, now it's class, and now I behave a totally different way. I am focused on whatever the teacher is doing. Even if I don't like it or I get bored or whatever, it's not an opportunity for me to turn to the next person over and start doing stuff. No. Now, did we pass notes in class? Of course we did. Of course did. we did. Um, did we kind of mess with each other? Yeah, sure. But you didn't, the teacher never knew about it. Wait, you didn't interrupt the teacher. Right. You didn't, you interrupt, didn't interrupt the, the lesson, other, the right, class, or whatever. Right, you didn't interrupt whatever. the other students either. And that's, I think that's where the issue comes in is that's what's now lost. Yeah. At the school that I, I was at uh, last week, you have kids that literally just walk around the hallways. What? And then they they walk into other people's... The teachers were complaining about this. They walk into other people's classrooms and just sit down. It's like, why are you here? What are you doing? Like, why, why did you even come in? And I had a student get mad at me for telling them that they could not come in. It's like, um, you're not in this class. And then come to find out, this was, no, the school, the classes are mixed with yeah. junior high school, junior high and high school students in the same class. Middle school and high school kids mm-hmm. in the same room? So they're, so they're all mixed up. They're okay. not, I think, yeah, they're all mixed up. They're, some of the, some of the classes, because if you're in high school and you needed to take a class that you didn't have, uh-huh. You have to take it, and there might be middle school students in that class. Right. Or other high school students as well. So, you know, and I didn't know this. So I was in a classroom, and I had high school, what I thought was high school. And this kid comes in, and one of the girls calls him into the room. And I was like, no, what are you doing? He doesn't get to come, just walk in the room and talk to you. You know, you save that for lunch or some other time or after school or whatever. And I was like, no, you're not supposed to be here. Get out. What teacher has to tell students not to come into their classroom? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, when did that even begin? Anytime that I know that when, if, if I was a student and I needed, needed to say something to another student, I had to have a note or a pass to even be in the hallway. Then I had to have a note from the teacher that I left stating why I was going to that teacher's classroom because I needed to do something because this other student needed this information or whatever. I was passing that information along. And then you didn't necessarily speak directly to the student. You You talked to the teacher. Right. Excuse me, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I have to give this to so-and-so. Could you please? And they would hand it off. None of that. None of that. And so, and I'm hoping next week when I go to other schools, this coming week, that I will see a different set of behaviors um, because, you know, who wants to be in an environment? And And I've said this for years. No teacher really wants to be in an environment like that. No. no teacher wants to teach in urban schools where it's, you know, you're Joe Clark every day. Nobody wants that. Right. Nobody went to school to do that. Nope. Everybody, now, you might want to work in underserved areas and helping those students achieve their goals with a realization that they come with another set of challenges that maybe you can address that other people can't. Okay, that's fine. You, you sign up for that. Right. 
But you don't sign up to be Joe Clark every day and have to walk around with a baseball bat. Absolutely not. You know? And, unfortunately, it's like that's where we are. And what makes, I guess what bothers me is these are, you know, like I said, these are like high school students. These are secondary ed students. That means they're going to be coming out of school at the least in the next four to six years. Why six? Because they're in middle school. I told you, it's all mixed. Yeah. So, anywhere from four to six years, they're going to be coming out of school going, trying to go to university or not. Yeah. You know, and... There's a lot of not going on right well, now. Well, why would you? You don't have to because, I mean, look at my, my field. With early childhood, the pay is so stupid low. Um, Aaron is working at a preschool where I started preschool. And when I was offered a full-time job there after my student teaching, it was six bucks an hour. In the last 14 years, they have only increased the pay by 42 cents a year. 42 cents a year. I I mean, this is why I kept saying... Honestly, we have to extricate ourselves from from these schools and these systems. Yeah. Yeah. Because you want to it's like you want to do the work and you have the expertise to do the work. But you don't get paid but you're for not it in getting our, especially the compensation in my field. or the the environment that you want to be working in. Right. So it's time to move on to another place to do something different because a lot of what we're seeing now I mean honestly after last year why does anybody have a school why does anybody have a building you know right I mean if you watch the news people are still doing stuff from their homes you know, yeah. People oh, are yeah. still doing interviews from locations and not being in the place. So if, if we can still be doing that, then why aren't we doing that? Because for the most part, if you're if the teacher is only talking for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, doing micro lessons, and then sending the kids off to do something in the classroom, then why, why, why? Then the child doesn't need to talk to me until they have a question. Right. So I can be available. Yep. But I don't need to be in that building. And everybody talks about socialization, but I think social socialization is working against the student now. In your in your grouping, yes. In my grouping, no. Yeah, but you're talking. We're not talking about the same thing. You're not talking about school. I'm Your school's not mandatory. It's socialization. Not, no, but, but what I'm saying is you're not talking about K through 12 education that is public and K paid for. K is not mandatory anyway. Well, in this state. For first through, through 12. Well, some states, kindergarten is mandatory. Well, it's not in Michigan. It's not in Michigan. Um, I think somebody has a mandatory preschool, but that might be a different country. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, so... There is that. I've got a bunch of subbing things I, I don't want to really feel like getting into. Um, Keegan's got a job. Keegan's got a job. She starts in earnest next week. Well, she had her orientation, so I'm in touch. Dad, 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 no. So, she starts that next week. 
or this week come does she go on monday monday friday and saturday monday friday and saturday so there is that um aaron's got job watch out he's walking around very scary um aaron's got the jobs so everybody's got a job um karen's got big money (laughs) big money and little people is what i wrote Big money, little people. Big money, little people. I'm earning every cent of that money. Yeah, you're working like 16 hours a day. I'm I'm, I'm working at least 12, 12 and a half hours a day right now. But, okay, so I have on here staffing issues. I just looked this up because um, in August, it came out that there were 2 million more jobs than there were workers looking for jobs. In September, there are 2.4 million more jobs than there are workers. And I'm seeing it every second of the day. This week I had one day where I had three interviews scheduled. One girl didn't show up at all. The next one sent me an email early in the morning saying, you know, I have an interview scheduled, but I've already accepted another position. Thanks so much. Blah, blah, blah. Third girl never shows up. And it happens every day. like, And so we're so desperate. We aren't even getting applicants anymore. Like I had applicants on Monday, applicants on Tuesday, and nothing for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. So now we're scouring um, these websites where people put their their resumes. And we do ser- keyword searches trying to find them. And then the owner, she's sends them messages like constantly hey i saw your your resume on this website and you have credentials that would fit with our center are you interested in position and most of the time she's not even getting a response or we have people who come in um they're all excited in the interview they um accept the job and then when it comes time to go get their fingerprinting done we never hear back from them and Which I, I think, don't understand. I think a lot of it is that she makes them pay for their fingerprints, which it's 70 bucks. I know, but if you were so excited and you want, I mean, you, if you work in that industry, you knew fingerprints was a part of it. Yeah, but like you don't I, have... Just going to sub, you know that, yeah, yeah. you're going to have to do fingerprints and you're going to have to do that... That... That permit. Permit, yeah, to, to sub, so... Right, like... Okay. It's just part of what you do. Yeah, I've had my fingerprints done twice this since June. Right. But, but I didn't pay for both of them. I only paid for one. So. I think I paid for mine. You paid for yours, yeah. Oh. But I didn't pay for my, my one for the center because the other place paid for it. So, yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't. I, I have at least. I don't least, understand why they don't know. I have at least 20 applicants who I've given the information to and said, here, please go get your fingerprints as soon as I get the information from your background check. We can put you on the schedule. Oh, great. I'm so excited. And then you never hear from them again. Or you you're, you call them and say, okay, I got your information and we'd like to put you on the schedule. What are What's your availability? And they'll say, oh, my car doesn't work, so I can't come. I don't even have a car. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. Yeah, you can't, shouldn't put your situation in there because you, you're, you know, lucky at the moment. I'm not lucky at the moment, is, but not everybody like, is that lucky. Aaron at least is taking Uber every day to work. Keegan will be doing the same thing soon. So you might be doing the same thing. I might be doing the same thing soon. Who knows? Me too. But 
We we are going to single-handedly bring Uber back. Right? <laughs> so it's it's just crazy. I can't, like, this week I have to close down a classroom at 3 o'clock on one day because I don't have enough staff for the afternoon. And you get these stat, these uh, applicants that will come in. I can only work 7 to 3, but we're open 6.30 in the morning till 6 o'clock at night. And now I have four teachers leaving at, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And what are these parents supposed to do for the rest of the three hours? And I can't be in all the classrooms at, at the same time. So it's just the staffing issue is crazy. So all these people saying they can't get jobs. They're, they're just not trying at this point. Like, Well, no, because how many things did I apply for? Well, you're... All and, over well, the country. Well, this is something that I had talked about with somebody this week because um, uh, one of the teachers, a lot of the parents where I work, the parents are teachers, and one of the teachers um, is friends with HR, and she was saying that... The schools have purposefully not filled the positions so that they can save money on benefits and salaries, and they're just doing the subs because it's cheaper for them. Okay. So didn't I say that before that there was not a teacher shortage? Yep. It's like how can you have a teacher shortage, but I can't get a job anywhere? Right. Really? That's not a teacher shortage. Because she asked me, like, did your husband apply? And I said, listen, <laughs> he applied for over 800 jobs in the United States. He had about 50 interviews. And I said, not one single public school contacted him. Not one. And she just stood there kind of dumbfounded for a minute. She's like, really? And I said, all over the country. It wasn't just Michigan. All over the country. And he did not have one single public school reach out to him. Well, I'm not qualified. You are in some states. I mean, that's, and I think that's the... Florida, you are. But see, that's that's what I kept saying was, with all that's happened, the number of people that have died that probably were in the industry, of course, and then with um, just COVID itself. Right. All of the stuff that's been going on in the last couple of years, now is the time to kind of re-educate the workforce because there are some new ways of doing this job now that it's not being taught in university. They're not, they haven't come around to, you know, using technology in the classroom might be like a seminar. It's not a thing yet. Right. You know, and I think, you know, schools might be working toward that, but... Nobody's prepared for dealing with, you know, 30 students in Zoom. Right. You know, um, and, you know, what that world of education actually looks like. But then they aren't really looking at it like here's an opportunity Mm -hmm. to retrain or train new teachers to to the area. Right. And then now we're setting ourselves up to have something like really positive in the next two or three years. And, you know, your state licensure pro, you know, process and all of that, it always follows the Fed. It shouldn't follow the Fed. The right. states should be like, look, this is what we need in our state. So we got to get these people, you know, 
you got a hundred people over here wanting to be in the classroom. Why are we waiting on the universities? They're already here and they've probably already been teaching somewhere. Right. So why are we not trying to get them in? I have a friend from high school. Uh, we both went to the same university. She's been a sub in our high school, in our school district from where I graduated. She's been a sub there for at least 12 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. Because she can't afford, like we can't, afford to do just student teaching and not get paid for a year. But a lot of those student teachers who, or a lot of the teachers that were in the, the room for the subbing orientation, there was a good number of them who were college students who were doing their student teaching, but they're going to get paid as a sub while in the classroom. And so instead of having their notifications on for all the different school districts, they're only on this one school district and everything else is turned off any notifications are turned off so they're paid now that wasn't an option back when you were when you had done your teachable minor it might be an option now but i guess it's something you have to look into if you really wanted to get back into you know you wanted to teach full-time here as a not as a sub but as a teacher Honestly, I, I kind of don't. Right. <laughs> I really don't. I don't want to go into the classroom here, especially if, and I don't, I don't necessarily want to go into the classroom in GRPS. Right. Um. Well, a lot of those teachers weren't in GRPS. They were in like Comstock Park or. Yeah, but I don't necessarily want to do that either. You know, I That's mean, I, I guess the the problem for the black teacher is you want a you want a good district. You want a good. You want good, at least medium to high achieving students. Right. So that you're actually doing the thing that you're trying to, you're not convincing students that education is good. You're actually educating. That's what most people want when they, when they're teaching that, you know, it's, it's more rewarding to do an ESL class in another country than Mm -hmm. it is to try to convince some teenager that, you know, they should study. Right. It's like that 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 shouldn't be where we are. We shouldn't be trying to make that argument that education is good. Yeah. I mean, that just sounds stupid. Yep. You know, and if that's where we are, who wants to be doing that? Yeah. Who wants to be convincing, you know, students who need the education to change their family circumstances or the prospects for their future? Who wants to be trying to convince them? Yes. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm telling you, man, Joe Clark had it right. Put them all, and I said this the other day, take them all, bring them into the auditorium, put them all up on the stage, let them all go home. Yeah. You know, you didn't want to be here. If you don't want to be here, go out there. Yeah. Go do another thing. When you're ready for education, education is here for you to be educated. Yeah. But if you don't want to be here, like, I i don't see, I, I think it's, it's stupid to try to do something weird with truancy everybody has truancy different in their yeah in their states but you know why if they if the kids are staying home i mean all you gotta i mean really your child breaks the law and they're under 18 parent you're in trouble well that's how it is anyway well well i mean actual trouble the parent is in trouble that is not everywhere 
what happens is the child goes to juvie. The child is punished. The child is still dealt with, just not as an adult. But the parent, I mean, basically, your child doesn't, your child, like one lady said, I, I, drop, I drop them off every day at the school. Well, your child's not in class. Now, whose fault is that? That's the child's fault. You would think. But the child was never in the school. So basically what the school is saying is it's your responsibility to basically get them in the school. Yeah. And now it's their responsibility to go to class while they're at school. Yeah. So if they came into the school and then still didn't come to class, which some of them do. Mm -hmm. I watched it this week. Then now the school can now penalize that student. Right. But only as long as this child comes to the school. Right. You know, it's like, what's the point in keeping track of attendance and then finding out the, the child hasn't, you know, like when grades come out, mm-hmm. your child has missed X amount of days. It's like, how do they miss all these days? I drop them off every morning. Right. You know, it's like they missed all these days because they chose and, and now it's the child. Right, giving you them know. ownership of their right. Their it's like, mess. and no, you don't get to make it up. No, you failed the first first semester. Yeah. Or you failed the first quarter or whatever that happens to yeah. be. And now if you want to get that grade up, but see, here's the other side of it is we've now allowed students to not have grades as their motivating factor in school. Yeah. And that doesn't make any sense to me because even if I go back to like university, I'm motivated by getting a good grade in the class. You know, I'm, I do the work to get the grade. I'm not doing the work just like I don't need to come here to read books. Right. So I'm basically motivated to get the good grade for the next thing right. I want to do. Yeah. Whatever that next thing happens to be. And these kids are not. They're, they're not looking at it like, I need to get a good grade in order to blah, 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 whatever that thing is. I think they just aren't looking past today. Yeah, but most people... We aren't teaching them, like... I don't think most people do, most teenagers anyway, most teenagers are, most teenagers are not looking past the moment. That's why you pick a table up in the middle of class. That's why you jump up out of your chair and go run around the room, you know? Because you're not thinking about anything about, but your immediate satisfaction in the moment. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about if, you know, you're not playing chess. You're playing checkers. Right. right. That's that's the difference. You know, uh, one of the football players uh, for one of the schools, was they were talking about that. It's he He's a chess player. Mm-hmm. And so he's, like, even his outlook on at the college level, he's like, I'm not looking at... at what I'm doing now as a, as a player and a student as um, propelling me just to the next level. I see this as the beginning of the next 30, 40 years of my life. I'm setting myself up for, for far more. But he's a chess player, so he's looking at 10 moves down the line. Right, yep. You know, I can do this, then I can do that, then I can do this, and you're just, you know, mm-hmm. okay, now I can win the game. You know, right. as opposed to, you know, someone who is playing checkers or playing tic-tac-toe. Right. They only see that one move because somebody did this one thing, they do this other one thing, and they're not looking past that point. Right. You know. All right. Whatever. I'm 
Um, it's very sad. It's a sad state. And if Michigan is on the 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 end of good education in America, it's sad. We used to be right in the top. Uh, what else I got here? I said, um, niggas ain't changed. Why is that? I blame the 10th. And I still blame the 10th. Um, let's see. Um, I put on here more original art. I, I, I have done some, I did a painting or two, I think, on canvas. And Keegan has been watercoloring like a mad oh woman. Oh my gosh, some of her pieces are so good. Yeah, and they're going up on the Etsy. Holy moly, that one with the eye that she just did. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, my she's, gosh, I she's love that, that one so much. That, you don't get an original of that. Ooh, so but good. We are able to scan these things and make prints. So, we'll be making prints of some of her stuff. Uh, well, we can make prints of all of her original art pieces. Um, she's got one framed piece that's already on Etsy now. I'd like her to do one on a canvas. Yeah, but it's watercolor. Even watercolor on a canvas? I don't think she likes it. Oh. I don't think it feels the same. That That's probably Now, true. if she painted the canvas... And then did and it? And then did the watercolor, she might get the, a similar feeling as to that paper. But that paper has a feeling. I mean, it has a, yeah, a she, texture on it. It's a specific it. type of... It's the watercolor paper. Right, it's but paper it's, made for watercolor, so... Gosh, she's so good at that. Um... Also, shout out to uh, Jay Washington and his uh, art. He had put some art on the Blurds in the Hood. Uh, they got a podcast. They got their YouTube channel. They got their live show. Um, but he has some art out there, and I told him I'd shout him out on the show. Uh, so check out Jay Washington's art. He's got, he does art of, like, superheroes and stuff. So when, Ooh, we, get, cool. when we have the big money, I want to get some. Okay. Um... wrote on here price lists for merch we haven't created oh okay then I, I i know why so pe- someone comes and says i want to know what can you do this is for fars cards right. raggedy tees what can you do it's like okay i can make lots of stuff but i don't necessarily have them all just sitting here right like one of everything. Something made. Like, I've got coasters now because we bought some and I've made a bunch. Um, but outside of that, like, there isn't, like, a bunch of stuff just sitting in a stock room. Right. Because we don't have a... We don't even have a room. Exactly. And... But then people ask for a price. How much does this cost? It's like, I won't know that until you put it in an order. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna have that information. Like, what would... What would four painted coasters cost? Well, see, we worked all that up. Right. But I don't know what that would be for, like, say, I need ten, um... Canvas bags with the... No, no, no. no. I ain't talking about bags. Don't bring up the bags now. Don't be talking about the bags. I watched your video you Um, sent me this morning, by the way. The only thing that... Uh, I wanted to say to the lady that just bothered me all the way through, there is no R in wash. Yes, there is. You got a wash. Water. Water. 
We gotta wash! Wash with water! <laughs> 35 times! Um, yeah. I, 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 I guess we need to sit down and try to figure out, like, sourcing certain things, like the, the stemless wine glasses. Yeah. Something like that, and where we can get it consistently, and then we could have a price for it. Yeah. But we're not going to have a price for it, like, like, if we get them at, say, Dollar Tree, and we're getting those, that that's a fixed kind of price. But they're not always, they don't always have them. I mean, we went to a couple Dollar Trees and they didn't have yeah, them. Yeah, but you could probably order them online. I know, but they're not always going to have them. They're, True. They're, their stuff rotates. Yeah. And, and moves on. You know, so you know, six months from now or three months from now, we might we might be getting them, having to get have we might have to get them somewhere else. Right. Um. So prices, I'm not going to necessarily have prices like that, um, unless we just have a lot of stock sitting around, which is not something I want to do. No, we can't afford to do that either. Like, yeah, but I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to buy. Like, I mean, and I here's the thing. Like, if we start doing t-shirts, we're absolutely going to have to do that. Oh, sure. Because you can't go out and just buy the t-shirts a, at the moment that you get the order. Right. Um, but I, I, I think what I want to do is maybe get some fabric, cut the fabric into squares, and then the same way I just printed all those designs... Uh-huh do the design on the thing and now you can see the design and that can be displayed you know but that's the only and then you can pick the t-shirt you know what I mean so you're not ever really putting it on a t-shirt you're putting it on a piece of fabric and that's what it's going to look like if you pick a white t-shirt or that's what it's going to look like if you pick a black t-shirt or whatever right but that's about it um yeah what else I got here uh, so tired, the American way. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it so much. So this week I interviewed um, a woman to be my assistant director. And one of her questions to me was, how do you balance work and life? And I think my boss was a little shocked with my answer. Because my answer to her was, I work at work. And I don't work at home. I'm not paid to work at home. This isn't the American way, but this is what I, like, I had to do this because it's unhealthy for my family for me to work all the time. You know, as educators, we're expected to take home the homework from the kids and grade it and then make the tests and update our grade books and blah, blah, blah. All that is time management you can do in the building. If you have time. If you have time. And I said, I might, on a Sunday afternoon with the game on, you know, do some trainings or something that's for my personal benefit, but I'm not working for work. I want that done before I leave at Friday, Friday whatever time I clock out. I want it done then, and I'm not touching it again until Monday. It'll be here on Monday. Right. And she's like, oh, that's good to know. And my boss just looked at me, and she's like, you don't work at home? I was like, No. The fact that you stay up till 1.30 in the morning and work, is that's your thing. But that's you not mine. You're the you owner. Shouldn't. If that's what you choose to do, that's your thing. But True, but you really shouldn't because 
I mean, you basically are burning yourself out. Oh yeah. Very quickly, and if you're working, if you're working twelve hours a day and you're still not getting it done, you have a different problem. Right. You, that you have to then solve so that you have yeah. the time to do the others, do the stuff that you need to get done. If you if you're work, working twelve hours a day, five days a week, and you still don't have enough time to get your stuff done. One, you have too much stuff, and you need somebody else right. to help you. You you you, you are essentially not doing what you need to do in order to be an effective manager or whatever because delegate 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 time management like for me i go in at six o'clock six thirty six fifteen whatever time you you get me there and um the first thing i do is i go to the kitchen and i start the breakfast and i prepare the stuff for lunch and i get the snack ready because when my alarm goes off to say, go make the thing, I want to be able to, to deliver it at that point. I don't want to just be like, oh, stink, it's like 20 minutes before the meal is, is due to the classrooms and now I'm rushing to do it. Because I'm going to have parents at the desk and I'm going to have teachers who are late. And yeah, I know, but here's the thing. You're not supposed to have all of that. No, but not I do at the, the moment because we're short of staff. But that's my point. Right. Because why isn't somebody else coming in at 6 o'clock in the morning? Someone comes in, at, at, someone's supposed to be in at 6.30, but she gets there at 6.50 every day. Every day. Okay. But that's not her responsibility. No, but my point is, maybe it should be someone's responsibility. It will be someone when I to hire come someone. To, like, more than one person should be there opening. I have Like, even when you work at McDonald's, one person does not open. Yeah. You know, it's like a team of people that come in in the morning. I yep. mean, they, it might be two or three, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, people, there's more than one person that comes in. One person might have the key, but there's more right. than one person that walks in there, just like more than one person closes. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Uh, what else we got? So, tired, tired is a thing. Um... Colin Powell died. We didn't talk about that last week because we weren't on last week. Uh, I guess I didn't realize that he was really sick before this. Like he had. Oh, some... he's been he's been sick multiple myeloma. Mm-hmm. Cancer. I don't really know what that is. Cancer is blood cancer. Oh. Uh... Um. And he had. Something else that compromises his immune system as well, as well as COVID. Um, I think the the thing that is has come out is people that were against vaccines are now using the fact that he was vaccinated and now saying, "See, the vaccine doesn't work. Being vaccinated doesn't protect you." He died, and it's like, no, he, that's not what happened. He had multiple things compromising his immune system and he was 85 years old all of this stuff was contributing to his current state of health and that's why it wasn't it wasn't one thing um so but um it's you know he's a man of firsts he was the first black blah 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 like everything right. that he did, he was the first black person to do that thing. Right. Um, and for me, it's it's politic 
politically speaking, it's really sad that his voice is gone because Republicans did sort of look up to and listen to him. They they yeah. they sought his at least they wanted to know what did he have to say about it. Right. They may not have always agreed or whatever, but they they kind of wanted to know because he was the level-headed guy that worked for, you know, in Republican administrations. And when he walked away from the Republican Party and started endorsing Democrats, you know, that said something. Yeah. You know, it was a big deal. I mean, he went against John McCain. Yeah. And now those, it's like those voices are now disappearing. So what does that mean for the Republican Party? Republican Party is not going to be honest, honest brokers anymore of... You know, a conservative mindset when it comes to to politics and having an opposing perspective. They're yeah. not. They're not going to be that now. Right. I don't think they are that anymore. Um, but I, they're they have no reason to be that now because those voices are essentially walking away from the party. Either they're going to create a third party. Which they could do. Yeah. Uh, I could see them. I could see conservatives getting away from and creating a whole other party and letting the Trump-led version of conservatism just literally implode because that's what will happen. It yeah. will not. It will not succeed. Um, the people that are propping it up right now are only doing it because it's their voters that yeah. are. Over, but as soon as they start, people start leaving it. They're gonna be like, yeah, no. Right. No. no. And there'll be a conservative version of conservatism. Right. Which, right now, they have a radical version of mm-hmm. conservatism. Um, powered by the religious right. Which is so weird. Which is not new. Um, but the idea of, of your religion is tied to what you think in your politics. You're not a good Christian if you don't vote for Trump. That is new. Yeah, that's definitely And yeah. that's that that's amazing to me. Um but that's where we are. Right. All right. So while we're on the the thing of religion. Oh my, we weren't really on that. We were talking about Colin Powell. Guess what I did? Um you're smiling, so this cannot be good. I got ordained. Oh my. That has nothing to do with a religion, does it? No, nothing at all. But it says I'm a reverend now. Uh, my cousin is getting married. Did you put this on your on your uh I haven't resume? yet, but I should. I will do that. Reverend? Are you really a reverend? It says I'm a reverend. Oh a reverend. God, what is the what is the the thing that you're a reverend of? It just says Reverend Reverend Karen Barr. Oh God. That's, I'm going to get the certificate and everything. Scary. I think I need to make something. Maybe I'll try to make something that is, you know, we have to make your own, make your... I'm not, at least I'm not Uncle Reverend with the next sweater that you were with us. Uh, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Reverend Doctor? Yeah. So, um, my cousin's getting married and she asked, um, if there was anybody locally who was affordable to perform the ceremony that they didn't want like a religious ceremony but they need someone and um I said well have somebody one of your friends get ordained and she's like I don't have anybody that would do that and I said I'll do it (laughs) so I did it it literally took me five minutes it was free I got ordained 
So now I just have to get the certificate, and they send you, like, a ceremony kit so you can perform the ceremony. So when she's ready to get married. It's all digital. Yeah. Um, I think they actually mail you the thing. Like, the whole kit, they mail it to you. For free? No, you pay, like, 18 oh. bucks for the kit. I was about to say. That sounds kind of weird. But, yeah. Good Reverend Doctor. I have no doctor yet. I, I don't think I'll ever have a doctor in there. I have no desire to be a doctor of you anything. Can be a, you can get your PhD. I you can be the good Reverend Doctor. No, I don't need a PhD. You might. I might. Yeah. You might need a PhD to just get you know a job at McDonald's or Uber soon. True. All right, and the big news of the last day: they own Stripe. That those are your, own your Stripe. Your and I love I love this idea um, that when something happens. That oh now we have to protect ourselves and not say anything to anybody and don't don't make mention of anything that's going on and who are you to tell me what to talk about in my social media? Right. Well, I can talk about anything I want to talk about. I don't work Does for the really school. Somebody really tell you not to talk about the it. The alumni association of Tuskegee University came out and said to the alumnus not to make a mention of the marching band going on strike at the beginning or going on strike homecoming, like yesterday was homecoming, so the band basically went on strike, had a four-page letter that they sent to the administration outlining why they're why they're not participating in any of the activities on the campus for this year. Right, I read it. it you I know, read it's every not, word It's not it. one day, it's for this year. Now, um, which is interesting because I looked at the schedule and the band not participating if they if they hold to that the la- there's only three more games left and all three games are away and on TV Ooh. they're all on ESPN 3 or ESPN plus youch so I thought that was very interesting um yeah, that's gonna be bad for Tuskegee. Well, no, maybe, maybe not. Um, I, I don't, I don't think it's gonna be bad for Tuskegee. I think it's going to be bad. Uh, and understand, we have a losing football team right now too. We lost to Lane College yesterday. Shut the front door. Um, so. No way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it happened. How? It happened, man. It's oh, late. they've had a they've had a bad football season this year. I think they're three and five or something like that. Our first homecoming that we went to together was against Lane, and yep. they decimated them. Okay, that was like a, hun- a thousand years ago, though. It wasn't a thousand. Okay, hundred. It was a lot of years ago. No, it was a long time ago. These, are, you think it's the same people playing? No. Okay, then. You can't really compare the two teams today. I still want a Lane College sweatshirt. Yeah. We should get some sweatshirts and a press, and we'll make them. Okay. Part of the uh, HBCU series that I got going on. Because I want to make make stuff for every single school. Definitely. All of them. I've got a list and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Um... 
So uh, I, I find it uh, really interesting, you know, this idea. You know, I, black folks are still worried about airing dirty laundry, and it's like, don't be. If this was if this was a problem that got to this point, we should have already known about it. Yeah. You know, those of us that were alumni should alumni of the band, we should have known about it, and. If we didn't know about it, and all of a sudden we're all sitting around going, what the hell is going on? Like, why isn't the band performing at Homecoming? It's like, okay, then there was a lot of other stuff happening at, you know, at the school that was being swept under the rug and probably for years. Yeah. You know, because nobody has said anything. Nobody's mentioned anything. And I don't know why they wouldn't. If they, like, if they needed people to have their back. You know, it's a, it's only alumni that is the only other group that could really have their back. You know, well, if if their problem is with the administration of the school and the leadership of the band, the only other people that can bring any pressure are alumni. Yeah, it's true. Fellow students could, but who's going to listen to them? They're not in the band. They don't have the same concerns. Outside of we want to have a good homecoming because the band not being there, you know. It kind of reminds me, it's it's that same mentality of what happens here stays here and nobody outside of these doors, Mm -hmm. these these walls needs to know our business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. But then you get pissed off when nobody comes to help you with the problem that you have, but you didn't tell anybody you had the problem in the first place. But they're just supposed to know you need yeah, help. You're, you're R. Kelly being molested by your uncle. Right. Right. And now you're mad because you're suffering the consequences of not telling anybody. Well, yeah. And that I think that's that mentality. That's what has to go. You're not going to get the positive change if you don't let it. Okay, let everybody know. Yeah, there's a problem here. And we want help. Okay, now how do we fix it? Right. Because that's been my my thing since I heard about it. My first thing is, okay, what do we do now? Right. How do we... I Ask alumni. How do we help them? Ask the students. What do you need? Why is it that nobody's asking those questions? People are sitting there going, you know, I'm in solidarity with the band. Fuck being in solidarity. Right. We need action. Yep. You know, your good well wishes is not what you need. I don't we don't need cheerleaders. We need nope. we need actual people to look at the real issues of Tuskegee because these are not issues. Tuskegee's issues are not just school issues. Right. Tuskegee's issues are city, well, state, city and school issues. Mhm. You know, the school may not get as much money as it should get from the state. The city is not doing the things necessary to promote people coming to the city. Because, I mean, honestly, if somebody told me I'm going to Tuskegee, it's like, okay, enjoy enjoy going to Tuskegee. But you ain't going to do shit in Tuskegee. You you are going to be able to stay in Tuskegee. No, no, no. You can definitely stay in Tuskegee. There's plenty of places to stay. The problem is there isn't good places to stay. Like, there's plenty of houses. Yep. That's what all of us 
did. You would move off campus and you oh, you're talking about, rent houses. You're talking about to go to the university. I'm talking about if I just wanted to go even for like a tour type Oh no, thing. there's a hotel. There's a there, hotel on the campus. stay there. Oh, now the one what at the campus. What are talking about? There's a freaking conference center on the that, campus. That one, yeah. That, that's not what I... Like the one that I saw when we went there that wasn't the, the what is it, the Kellogg something? That That's the Kellogg Center. But there was another, like, a I motel. Think. I wouldn't stay at that thing. The motel what are you one. talking about? There was, like, one on You're talking about, like, the Skiggy Inn? Yeah, that thing. It's gone! Ooh, that's probably a good thing. It's <laughs> scary. It's not even there anymore. Um, yeah, Tuskegee doesn't really have anything outside of that. No hospital. Um, so it's like there's certain things that the city could be doing. Yeah. But the city is not done. So basically, if I go to Tuskegee today, I'm going to see the same Tuskegee I saw in 1990. Yep. That shouldn't be. Nope. You know? And I, I get, you know, people like the way it was. I get that. But the way it was is not going to pay tomorrow's bills. The way it was is not going to make it so that, like, people live in Auburn. Yeah. People live and work doing other things in Auburn. People, alumni, and just other people that maybe have no affiliation to the school can offer up internships or jobs or all kinds of things. Shopping at the the retail. At the very least... To the people that are going to Auburn University. Mm-hmm. Tuskegee doesn't have that. Nope. And so that's what I'm saying. It's like, um, if you're going to... I've been talking to people and trying to figure out, like, how could you improve, like, say, infrastructure? But that, to me, it's like, anytime you start talking about infrastructure, you're talking about the city. Yeah. You're talking about the town. They yep. they've got to put in the roads. They've got to put and and that's the part that once you start going down that road, it's like now you got to live there, right? You know, and you can't even stay in a hotel. So you got to stay in Auburn, Opelika, or Montgomery just to do the work of being close by, mm-hmm. and then you got to somehow get into the meetings of the city runners. You know the mayor and yeah. that that kind of. I mean, where is the industry? There's no, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how how do you how do you promote? Go to Tuskegee University because the education is going to be good, right? But turn around and be like, but your life there is probably not going to be right. You know, no, that's what has to change. So that basically, the city has to look at the university like. You're bringing in a bunch of people. They're going to come here and they're going to spend money. We want them to spend their money here. We do not want them going to malls and restaurants mm-hmm. in Auburn and Montgomery and Opelika. Yep. We want them to do everything that they're going to do here, which means now we have to attract people to come here and be, and, and you know, it's like all of the all of this stuff, it, does, it, it makes no sense that it's not there now. Agreed. You know, um, and... Somehow, some way, that that's what needs to be done. And I, I had visions of real estate and stuff when I was at school, because you would see all these empty buildings and be like, 
oh, you nobody can buy that piece of property. Why not? Because the person won't sell it or anything. But they're just going to leave this dilapidated property sitting there. It's like, who thinks that way? You know, at the very least, have somebody come in, fix it up, and rent it out. Don't sell it. Right. I don't have a problem with you maintaining or keeping your property, but why keep a dilapidated property that everybody has to ride by every day? Right. Making the whole area look like crap. Yeah. And it's a waste of space. You know, I, I, I get... Tuskegee has, has a lot of good in the school, but not a lot of good in the surrounding area. Right. And it's the surrounding area that really needs to be addressed. Because to live in Tuskegee means you must work outside of Tuskegee or at Tuskegee University. Right. You know, and it needs to be like, if I live there and I have a teenager, that teenager needs to be able to go to work too sometimes. Mm -hmm. And if, where are they going to work? Right. Everybody can't work at Burger King and McDonald's and KFC. And Piggly Wiggly. You know, that's it. And That's Big Bear? Got. What are you talking about, Piggly Wiggly? Big That's Bear. That's the first time I ever went Big to a Bear. Piggly Wiggly in my life. It was in Tuskegee. That's the only time I've been to a Piggly Wiggly in my life. I mean, there's so much space and potential, but it's a lot of it's very much unrealized. And it all trickles down. So this mindset that says don't do anything and keep things like they are is the same mindset inside of the university. Yeah. You know? And trust is an issue. I mean, I I was looking at stuff today and people are still talking about the idea that I brought up months ago. Do people trust where their money goes if they give to these schools? No. And it's like, they need to. You need to just be like, I'm giving to the school and it's going to go toward the things that the school needs. The problem is, you don't trust it is. If you don't put that money right directly in somebody's hand and then stand over them while they're buying the thing, Mm -hmm. you know, trust. Trust is a big issue. Huge issue. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think alumni really have that kind of trust when it comes to, when it comes to Tuskegee. I don't know about other HBCUs. Maybe they have. Uh, better systems, or at least better communication out to alumni and out to the public saying, this is what we're doing. Right. Because if that's not happening, why would anybody give to you? You know? They don't. So, there's that. What else do I have? It's cold. I'm not cold. I'm freezing. I got all my fluffy socks, man. I'm not even touching the floor because it's so cold. I got all my fluffy socks. When you got on your fluffy socks, you're all good. I don't own fluffy socks yet. It's time to go go fluffy sho- sock shopping. I'll you know that you went. we went to a store that had them. In the Center Point Mall, there was like an outdoorsy kind of store. And they had the socks there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want more pairs because I only have two. Well, I want like five. Wow. One per day? It's going to get cold. Seven. I would be washing. I don't need seven. I, I could use some fluffy socks. I could use some house shoes, to be fair, because, you know, uh-huh. it's cold upstairs. It's cold downstairs even more so, but. Baby, it's cold outside. All right. It was 36 degrees this morning at 8 o'clock. 
You got anything else for the people? Nope. Ah, the wet-haired one has arrived. He had to wash his hair because it got in his soup. His hair got in his soup? Yes, it was hilarious. Oh, my. He was so mad because then it was dripping on him and burning him. Cool. I got, I got no words. All right, so it looks like we're going to be doing, um, doing some audio-only podcasting until we can create a some kind of space for cameras and we might actually be able to move and use this kind of side over here. Yeah. Maybe, but there's no real good place to sit like next to each other and that kind of thing, and only have t- and and I. We're also getting to the point where we're going to need more hard drive space to put the things. Because remember, the one big hard drive I got... It died. Died. The, what, 8 terabyte, whatever, 4 terabyte or 8 terabyte drive that I bought. The newest one is the one that died. The one but we I got it for this purpose. But the one we didn't buy in China died. The ones that we've had since China are still going strong. Well, they're still, they're still, they're still alive. If you need some space for the time being, I still have my two terabyte drive in there that's not full. But it's got all my stuff on it. Just don't get rid of my stuff. Yeah, we're gonna need more drives. We're gonna need a we're gonna need a better a better solution. Oh did you see the DJI camera thing? No. Oh, Boy, it's the camera to end all cameras. What's the price? Oh, I have no idea. DJI. I don't even think they even put a price on it. DJI. It's the people that make the drones. But they've now made a camera with a four, three-axis gimbal on, and it has a fourth axis, so your up-and-down bounciness is gone, and it's got its own camera it's all one thing. Is this the 4D cinema camera? 4D? Yeah. There's a 6K and an 8K version. It has its own lenses that can be put on and taken off and not have to rebalance the camera. And it can have other lenses. It's the newest, greatest, oh my god. Even, even Corridor looked at it and said this is the perfect camera. Like, they did a thing years ago where they were doing a perfect camera, uh-huh. and Nico went and listed all the things that a camera should have. This camera has all of them. Cinematic imaging. Okay, Four-axis stabilization. That's it, four-axis. Yeah. LiDAR focusing and wireless Most of your gimbals only have, only have Wireless three. transmission, though. Oh, you have no idea. You can take the, the, the... It comes with the monitor. So you can take the monitor off with the focus, and the focus doesn't have the follow focus doesn't have a separate ring or anything or attachments or gearing or anything like that. It's all inside the lenses, so then you can just walk around and be up to like what they say three miles away and still see. Have you been to the website to check? Look, this man, thing out? I have, I have, but I have potato jet this thing. I've, I've nicoed this thing on corridor. Oh my god. Wow. It's pretty. It's past wimping. It's like. It's the it's the real deal. It's like damn. It's like everything that you need in this one thing. And it'll follow you. So you can put it on a tripod and move around and it will follow you. Wow. 
much like the drones do. So basically, it's like it even has drone technology on the bottom of it because for the fourth axis, the up and down. So basically, when you're when you're um, shooting something on a gimbal, when you're moving side to side and around, what ends up happening is your everything is stabilized side to side, right? But as soon as you start to walk, you get this kind of up and down motion that you can't do anything about because the the gimbal is not it's not doing anything with the the like that says z axis it's not doing anything with that yeah this thing because it's four axis it does but the way it does it is by having two little cameras shooting straight down to the ground allowing it to see the distance so that then it can stabilize itself and it can do the chicken thing you know you ever seen that thing with the chickens where they have a chicken on a platform and they move the chicken up and down and the head stays in one spot. It never moves. Ah, yeah, that, yeah. It can do that. Alright. Um, so you wanted the cost of your twin being guy? There's a cost? Yeah. For the 6K one, it's $7,199. I don't think Or $651 a month. Yeah, but that's not bad because it's, it's got the monitor, it's got the everything, it's got wireless built in. It basically it's got all the stuff that you would have to add on. Yeah. It's all built into one system. But that was for the that was just for the And the it's got CPU. lidar. I know. Ah. Well, that's not a bad price, $8,000 or $7,000. No, it's not. And I have a feeling that the way that they've made it, and the way that it uh, once the cam- every, once the the piece that has the camera attached, it actually uh, the way it attaches to the rest of the gimbal, you can actually take that off. And I have a feeling that you're going to be able to attach that to other things. Yeah, probably. So then it's like, okay, we can just take this one thing and use it across. Like if you want a lockdown shot. You can do that. If you want to stick it on a tripod, you can do that. If you want to walk with it and make it look like, you know, like that thing that we do when you're following somebody so it looks like you're the character yeah. walking. Yeah. That thing, you can do that. But if you want it locked off, but you want it like steady cam footage, yeah. you can do that. It's like you can do every kind of shot that you want to do with this one camera and, and system. Pretty cheap compared to some of the other ones. I think 4K and 6K or 6K and 8K? The 6K and 8K. That was a 6K price. I didn't see the 8K price. So, oh boy. I think the thing that people are saying now is lenses, lenses, lenses. Yeah. That's what people are are saying because I think right now it has three different lenses. Yeah. But if I can put on other lenses and not have to worry about the balancing issue... And the motors are strong. I mean, DJI is known for its gimbals and motors yeah. and stabilizers and all that kind of stuff. So, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Let's make that money. Okay. Head on over to Forest Cards and Raggedy Tees and to the Etsy shop. We need your orders now. Your Christmas orders. Yeah. For products like- that we don't have yet. Yes, we do. We have lots of stuff. We do have lots of stuff. We just have no idea what those are until you tell us what you want. Right. <laughs> we got. We can make your your Christmas cards. 
Um, what else you got? That's it? Yeah. Tired? I'm, t- I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm going to make some cheese dip for food today. Cheese dip? With the... the... Did we get our groceries? We did, and... Did we get TP? We got TP. I asked Shoot. her specifically. I said, oh, please boy. tell me. It was she... getting bad over here. Because uh, there were a lot of items on there that... I, that couldn't even get vegetables. Like, some of the vegetables they didn't have. Um, vegetables? Right. Vegetables shouldn't be a thing. We should so, be able to get vegetables. Um, I, I said to her, please tell me got the TP and she was like you literally got the last pack in the store oh my god and I said who runs out of TP in a store she said um it's like that all over town I said I'd ordered a couple times from Meyer, and when the DoorDash guy got there there'd be like he didn't have it and she's yeah like, but we could go to Meyer right now and pick up TP she said you probably couldn't in some of the Meyers because the one on 28th street she said didn't have any tp when she was there yesterday i'm not buying it man maybe they're not stocking it maybe it's not hitting the shelves but come on now nobody's running out of freaking tp they have no reason to be running out of tp aaron you got all those ships still sitting in the in the ocean well you heard that that they were talking about bringing in the national guard to drive the trucks we'll do it and then go and to put make the uh Make the ports 24 hours a day? Yeah, well, that's... I was watching that on NBC, but somebody was like, listen, that sounds great in theory, but it's not as easy as flipping a switch. There's so much more that has to go into it. So we can say we want to make them 24 hours a day, but it's going to take about a month before we can get it even operational. But those ships are still going to be out there waiting. I mean, you just... Even if it takes weeks. Yeah. You still have to start the process to get there. So we're having difficulty at the center getting food products because there's no delivery times. Uh, Gordon Foods has now made it. You have to spend a minimum of $750 to get anything delivered. I'm telling you, man, now is the time to stop getting things delivered and basically just ordering online and having a pickup in the store. But you have to have somebody be able to go pick it up. Well, no, you have to have somebody go pick it up. Yeah. We don't have anybody to pick sure it up. You do. You've got the owner. They've got a car there that can then go pick it. You got to do it. That that's what they're moving to it because everybody was taken was caught off guard with trying to you know do free delivery because of COVID. Yeah. They don't need to do that anymore. No. Nope. So now that all the prices and everything's going to ramp right back up again yep. to work because they never wanted to do delivery anyway. Right. So. Basically, now it's time to shift your focus to not getting delivery or all your ordering goes through Amazon. Yeah. Because you could get it potentially same day. Like this morning you said, hey, we need to order a new tea kettle. Mm -hmm. The kettle is, you know, is starting to malfunction. I ordered the tea kettle right then. It says it'll have it by the end of the day. Yeah. That's what I think that's because they were already doing delivery they were already a thing a vehicle for delivery so ramping that up wasn't as big a deal yeah for them as it is for say a you know a company that was doing say box truck deliveries over there right not individual deliveries to just you know everybody right you know so there is that oh wait a minute gotta have my thing no book club um I'm tired, and I haven't read as nearly as much when you're working 12 and a half hour don't be, days. Don't be giving us the, 
the the when you're working. Listen. You you don't have no book club. I I'm still I'm on book three of the book that I've been reading. So uh, you got a book club. It's called The Royal Factions. This is the third book in the series where it's similar to The Hunger Games where they take the the young the pretty young people to the capital and the PYTs? Yeah. And so I'm on book three of this one. Right. I actually spent a lot of time yesterday reading because I went and got my nails and my, my toes did. Oh my. And I sat there and read the entire time the wonderful, magnificent, fabulous lady oh, I gotta rub my feet. Club. I jumped back into the, the Ta-Nehisi Coats. Really? Which one are you reading now? No, no, there is no now. It's the same one. Which one? You gotta understand. My Karen reads a book a day. Yep. I read a book every ten years. It's not that. We were far eight in years in power. Oh yeah, I got you that for Christmas in twenty seventeen. See, or your birthday? How many years ago was that? Twenty seventeen. Mm. Was it your birthday? Probably you your mean. birthday because I got you the whole grip of them. Yep. And I'm probably nowhere near. Yeah, I'm like half halfway through this book. You could finish it by the end of the year. <laughs> you could. Yeah, please. I got I got other things to do. Yeah, um, like read the book. No. Come on, this is book club. Um, read the book. I thought it was funny. Um, one of the, the the granny at this school, she says uh, it was her birthday, and one of, a couple of the uh, kids that she took care of that were her like her nieces and nephews, essentially. Mm. <clears throat> And she said, uh, they keep asking me, do I have Cash App? But I don't have Cash App. I was like, okay, well, you can set it up. It only takes you, like, five minutes to max right. to set up Cash App. So she went and had somebody help her set up the Cash App, and then she had to put it in her card. She gets it all set up, and she was like, well, what do I do? And I was like, well, you can, you know, just send them the QR code. Yeah. So I showed her how to do it. She sent it to them, and they were like, then, then of course... They have to call each other. Yeah. Because, you know, the texting that they were just doing wasn't good enough. Of course. Um, and come to find out that the child, chi- they, I say child, but they're like 30, 40 somethings. Uh-huh. Um, they wanted her to send them money. Nuh-uh. That's why I've they wanted birthday? her. That's why they wanted her to get cash app. <laughs> Shut the front door. I thought that was hilarious. It's like, Man. These are grown folks asking the uh-huh. uh-uh. uh-huh. on her birthday. Uh-huh. Trifling ass. <laughs> I thought that was great. So anyway. Alright. Before you do the paper. What do you mean before? I got it right here, ready to go, man. Happy birthday. Yep, our birthday's uh coming up. I'm I'm doing I'm ha- I'm somebody asked me, what are you doing for your birthday this year? I'm doing something I haven't done in ten years. Taking the day off. I won't be taking the day off. No, but I'll be driving you to where you got to go. So I mean, I could have Uber to work, so you could sleep in. Yeah, right. Till five o'clock instead of you know two o'clock, like this morning. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with you Ubering to work. I'm sure you are. Because <laughs> having to be up at five o'clock in the morning is not fun. I know. I am not a morning person. I get up, 
same time you do. That's not cool. Not cool. Where's the car? You, you ain't bought the car yet, Big Money? I'm trying. The Damn problem it. is, is we, don't have, we don't have any rental history in this country. We don't have credit current credit in this country. And so we have to actually wait until we have a month's uh, Last pay time stub. I rental history. I was in St. Louis. No. Yes. I did not have a rental history in Grand Rapids. Oh, you weren't on my lease, were you? Not at all. First thing I did in Grand Rapids was buy a house. That's right. No rental history in Grand Raggedy. Actually, I've never rented anything in Grand Rapids. I've rented in Detroit. I Well, Royal Oak and Sterling Heights and St. Louis and Alabama. Never rented Grand Raggedy. I have. <laughs> Several times. Wow. That's interesting. Um, all right. That's it? That's it. Happy all you birthday. Got? If you... I didn't even do the arm thing. They can't see me. Sorry. Should I do it anyway? No. It's not if you want to follow the Traveling Fars, you can find us at the YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever awesome podcasts are sold for free. At the Traveling Fars, you've liked the Instagram or the Twitters. You can find us at Traveling Fars. Should we like not be talking about Traveling Fars anymore? Yeah. Since we don't get to travel, we, we we're not, since we're since we're not traveling, we're not really traveling fars. We are the traveled fars. You're gonna change our name. <laughs> we, we we're gonna travel. You and I. We're gonna go to places. We. <laughs> we we need, we need to go we need to we need to like go somewhere so that we can keep our ing um i'm okay with that it'll be in the country though until we get our new passports if you like email and you want to send an email to the karen traveling fars at gmail.com and the blog space the traveling fars.blueberry.net no ease in the blueberry <sighs> watch football join us on patreon at the traveling patreon.com or go fund There me. might be a whiskey shine. There wasn't this week, though. We were too tired. I didn't get home till 7 something. Shoot, I didn't even have any whiskey until almost 8 o'clock last night. Yeah. That's I, so sad. I couldn't have had shine because I would have fallen asleep within 23 seconds. You know you still got your, what you call it, shine over here. Oh, yeah. I could drink the Bengal Spice. You got your that Bengal Spice so shine good. over here. Um, you can find us on Cash App, dollar sign, traveling bars. Or dollar sign Fars Cards or dollar sign A Train Photo. And, and I think dollar sign Acacia Media. And you can find us on Etsy. Fars Cards. All one word. I think it's, I forget what it is. Some like Etsy.com slash shop slash Fars Cards or whatever it is. Something like that. And on the Spreadshirt. Don't forget the Spreadshirt. Yep, you can find lots of things on the Spreadshirt. Um, I, I probably will put some of our designs up there. I, I've been making lots of t-shirt designs, but I don't in preparation for being able to make t-shirts. Uh, or at least being able to, to put things on fabric. Um, I don't know what process we want to use. HTV, I'm not so sure about. Sublimation is not something we're going to be able to do. Not anytime um, soon. 
unless we buy a printer and buy some sublimation ink to go in said printer. Right. Well, the, um, the HTV didn't do too bad on that video that you showed after the 35 washes, as long as it was the Cricket, cricket brand, no, right? but that wasn't the printable. That oh, was just yeah, the HTV was, a solid just, color. Right. Um, if you do the printable stuff, that was the stuff that was doing such a bad job early on. No, that was the paper. No, it was, trust me, it was the printable I HTV. I watched it printable. You can go back and watch it again. It was printable HTV. She had different kinds, light and dark. And yeah. it was the printable HTV that she was like, all of it starts falling apart really early on. And because it's ink. Uh, it's printer yeah. ink. Yeah. Um, but it might be good for some applications. Um, like she said, uh, the, the idea of printing on those and then putting adhering them uh, but washing and drying washing by flipping it inside out on cold and then line drying line drying well that might have a even though most people are not going to want to do that with their t-shirts that's kind of what you're going to have to do right and we're looking into uh, creating fabrics and having them shipped over so printing directly on fabric and then making things out of them. That's why Karen was talking about sewing machines and bags because she found the bags. I did find your bag. And bags. now we might have to start trying to sell said bags. Dun, dun, dun. Trust me, folks, I won't be doing the sewing. That's all, Aaron. Well, of course. You don't sew. And maybe Keegan. You could teach Keegan because. You said that before. I don't do the sew. But we've got we've got some heavy duty machines to be able to do some heavy duty sewing, right? Especially for things like bags. Um, I didn't realize it was a I. I was on I was I must have been on something mm-hmm. because I made a messenger bag. Uh huh. But I also made another messenger bag that is a reversible messenger bag. Yeah. I was on some shit back then. I know. To make an uh, uh reversible messenger bag. Yeah. I With like pockets and everything. I like the one that you made that's kind of like the formed one. I like that one until I tried to put stuff in it and put it across my body because I have the big breasts and it was very uncomfortable and it pinched. But what was uncomfortable? The strap was not long enough? The strap long? was too long and it wasn't wide enough. But that, your mom added the strap last summer because the one you had was a piece of denim and the denim was not it it was even worse it was more uncomfortable to go through across the big breastages well i i kind of want to maybe start making like have a thing like a bag Mm. and then be able to make many versions of that bag using different fabrics and stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But here's the thing. In order to do that, we're going to need a table. Yeah. And I've been looking at different ways to get a, to do a table that is more heavy duty so that we can not only sew on it, but craft on it and woodwork on it. Yeah. So here's my idea. Oh, dear. It's not going to be super expensive. Keep talking. I like where you're going. Two bookshelves 
with MDF across the top. You mean the short ones? Yep. Like the four foot tall ones? Or well, three foot tall ones? Three foot, so that you could sit at it. Or you could stand at it. And you can work. You could sew on it. Mm-hmm. You can craft on it. But then you have the storage as well. And then you'd have a little bit of storage on the bottom. Yes. Yes. All we need is some bookshelves. Alright. Yes. We could do plywood. We could do MDF. I don't mm-hmm. think plywood would be thick enough. No, you just do more than one layer. Oh. You can do up to, a, like, think an inch thick of plywood if you want to. And then just screw and it then it would give the us bookshelves? Yeah, and just affix it to the bookshelf. Alright. And then we'll have an area to clamp things to and then make other stuff. Because we got the Dremel. Yes. The Dremel is going to be the workhorse of our crafting. Because you know you can use the Dremel on your jewelry now. You just need the bits. Yeah. The bitty bits. Right. Yep. Alright. So there you go. That's where we're at. It's time for some football. I don't know about cheese. I don't know if I want to do cheese today. I was going to do it with like... Because I did... Beyond meat with beans and... Oh, you're making, salsa a, you're making a whole... And in the you're corn a, chips. You're making a whole dip thing. Yeah, that's what I want. A dip thong. Not a dip thong. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to the people. Bye, folks. Peace!